This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Hey, tonight, of course, like usual, it's a very, very special shiur. And um, uh, there's a neighbor on my block today. I like to mention his name. His name is Chaim Machlis. And what happened to him was right after Shavuot, um, um, he was climbing up. And a uh, ladder, you got to be very careful. But in any case, he fell. He fell and he broke his ankle. And he had major, major, major surgery. Um, I like to dedicate him for his refuah shlemah. I know, I know he's already getting better. He's back to his house tonight. So let's do this. You ready? Tonight, what we're going to focus on is like this. We're going to focus on one, one rashi that's about five words. One question. Six answers. And that's the show tonight. It's going to be 3AB, 1AB, 2AB, 3AB. Got it? Let's go. So it says, Hashem, Dabera la Hashem, by Dabera Adonai Moshe, the more Hashem tells Moshe, by the way, speak to Aaron, and what does he say? Light the menorah. And what does the Pasuk say? Vayaskin Aaron. The third Pasuk in this week's parasha. Rashi explains, Vayaskin, what does that mean? Lagid Period. If you know that, you're gonna get ready for a nice roller coaster ride because really we're gonna have to analyze this. Every single rabbi on this has a lot of explanation to what it means. Again, what happens? Hashem tells Moshe Moshe tells Aaron to light the menorah. What does he do? Okay, Aaron, light the menorah. What's Basuk say? Aaron did, did, did it. That, that's great. Now, isn't that obvious? If I were to tell you to do something, uh, by the way, can you give me a cup of water? You go do it. What's it what's, Hashem tells Aaron, Hashem tells Moshe to tell Aaron, go light the menorah. Does he go light the menorah? Oh yeah, Aaron did it. Isn't that obvious? Malkia, you hear the question or no? It's obvious. And what does she say? We're praising Aaron that he did it. And he adds in one thing. Shaloshina. He didn't, he didn't deviate. We have to understand what these words mean. So now, to that, I'll explain. Listen carefully. Listen carefully what we're going to say tonight. In every mitzvah, there's two things. There's one thing is, don't deviate from the law. And the second is, do the hidu. Are we on? Yeah, but just give me the same error the last time. Um, is, is, this, is this good? Is maybe, maybe this is on? I'll put it in my pocket, maybe it'll be better. It's the? How are you blocking the camera over there? Anyways, so he says like this. Every mitzvah that we do, there's two aspects. One aspect is the actual mitzvah, and the second aspect is the hidur. Let me explain. Hidur is, for example, you buy an etrog. Now, there's a fancy etrog, and not so fancy etrog. So, we want to try to do the best that we can do. 
So we want to get the best of the best. Let's get the best etrog, the nicest looking etrog. Tefillin. There's different, uh, a person knows there's different straps, there's different this, there's different that, there's different ketiva. Sometimes you, you go to the sofer and the sofer, he'll tell you, you want the best? You want the Lamborghini or you want the Camry? Or you want this, you want the, which one you want? Hashubi dubi dubi? Or, or you want the regular? You want first class or you want to sit in the back coat? What do you want? So he always wanted the best when it comes to his vote. You know, it's funny. When the guy is buying suits, he goes to the suit store, give me the best of the best. What do you got? Highest end. Don't give me no cheap garbage. Don't give me nothing. When he comes to what? He builds, you know the joke, he builds a crazy, crazy, amazing house. He got the, the marble from Italy. He got everything. Comes to Mezuzah. So Fair says, okay, what level of Mezuzah you want? The cheapest one is 18. The middle is 50. The highest is 100. Give me the cheapest one, please. Your whole house. One marble tile. You can pay for all the, all the high line Mezuzah. What are you doing? That's Hidur. Hidur is when you're doing the Mezuzah, you do it the best possible way. You got that? You understand that? When you're doing any mitzvah, you do it the best possible way that you can do it. Like the highest level that you can do it. Not like, oh yeah, I pay 65, I'm good. No, no, no. You're going more than 65. You're going to get 100. And whatever has to be done in order to get the highest grade, it's like a person. He learns one mishnah. Take a person who learns one mishnah. See, he takes one mishnah. So there's one guy, he learns one mishnah. And there's, he does so much quality in that one mishnah that he learns it so well. He's like, whoa. Guy's next level. He he enhanced the mitzvah a billion times, and that's what we're saying. What does that mean, Shiloshina? Hashem told Moshe to tell Aaron all the hidurim, all the high elements for the mitzvah of menorah. And we're saying over here that Aaron did not deviate. He made sure, even though. He could just pass by just lighting it. He lit it in such a way of hidur. Wow, this is the best way. This is the way I'm lighting it. That's the first thing you learn. That in what? In the mitzvot? Hidur mitzvah. You go after the best of the best. Talit. You buy talit. You don't just buy a regular talit. Buy the best of the best. And everything like that. When it comes to Torah mitzvot, you always want to get the most high-end quality that you can get. But there's another aspect. And to this, it means to actually do the mitzvah without calculation. What do I mean by that? Aaron, they bring down, Aaron was tall enough to light the menorah as is. He, he, he's tall enough to light the menorah. However, the pasuk spells, Baha'alotecha. What does it mean by Lotecha? You're going to have some steps and you're going to walk up to light the menorah. So but Aaron says to himself, I don't need these steps. I can just light like this. No, but the way I told you to do the mitzvah is I gave you direction. Stand up on the, on the steps, stand up and light the menorah. Even though Aaron had many hajbonot, he could have said, oh, I don't need to stand up to light it. He light it like this. Say, no, no. This is the way Hashem wants me to light it, and this is the way I light it. 
You hear that? This is the way Hashem wants me to light it. I'll light it like that. And why am I telling you this? Because a lot of times a person in life, he'll have a mitzvah in front of him. And he might say to himself, ah, I can do it this way and I can do it that way. But Hashem gave you directions how to do that mitzvah. So why are you deviating from the way, the way you're told? No, but that was then and now it's now. No, 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 no. You do the way it's told. There was a famous story. Nathan. There's a famous story with, with Ramosha Feinstein. And he had a very big meeting. At this meeting, he was, um, he was, he was like on the way and he just stopped in the middle of the shul. And he said, I can't continue. I'm not continuing. So the, the guy's like, come on, Rabbi, come on. We got to go. We got to go. No, no, no. No. Stay. What do you mean? I need a few minutes. He stayed, but Rabbi, we're late. Five minutes. Come on. Do you understand what happened? Finally, they realized what happened. There was a person that was standing right, right by him. And the Aha dictates that to walk in front of somebody that's praying the Amidah, let's say he's not, he's not by the hallway. Let's say, for example, he's just praying the Amidah, the right spot where he's supposed to be praying. You're not going to walk right, right in front of him. Why? It ruined his concentration. It ruined his concentration. He's praying in front of the Shekinah. So Moshe Feinstein waited there and he waited until the person finished. Namida. And they asked him, Rabbi, how is this possible? What were you, what were you thinking? Like, what's going on over here? How did you control yourself? Listen to the answer that Ramosha Feinstein said. He said, if you were to have a brick wall, if you had a brick wall, were you able to pass the brick wall? Yes or no? No. So if the halakha says, I can't pass this person, I view it as there's a brick wall in front of me. I can't go into the brick wall. So that, you, understand how he, you understand how he viewed the halakha? The great rabbis, they viewed the halakha like, like, like if, 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 if it's this halakha, it's impossible to deviate. It's just impossible. Like the Bukhavot says, when a person has hospitalism, he should run away from sin, like running away from fire. You know, if you had a, a, a lion running after you, how fast would you run? Imagine a lion is running after you. How fast would you run? You'd run so fast, forget about it. It says, the same thing you have to understand when you have a shalom, a person might run away as fast as you can. Like literally, like there's an atomic bomb, your way. And that's how they viewed it. And that's how Aaron viewed it. Aaron said, if this is the way Hashem wants me to light it, even though I can light it without going on the steps, I must use the stairs in order to light it because that's the way Hashem said to do it. You hear what's going on? It's a very important lesson. So the first, the first answer we're saying is like this. First is, one, we didn't, he didn't deviate. The praise over here is, Shiloshina, he didn't deviate from the halakha, even though in his mind, it didn't make sense. But it doesn't have to make sense. If this is the halakha, finish. This is the halakha. Alright, but I don't have to walk up the steps to light it. doesn't make a difference. I should have said walk up the steps. I'll walk up the steps to light it. And the second thing is, he made sure he didn't change from any hidurim, any extras in the mitzvah, he didn't change. Hashem, you want me to upgrade the mitzvah? I'll do it. Even though I'm passing. If a person will use a regular trog, let's say, he'll pass. No, no, no. 
I don't want to get a hundred. So therefore he did all the extras that had to be needed for the mitzvah. That is the first answer. Second answer. Second answer is, I'm going to give you a story now. And that is, I'll never forget, when we first were doing construction on this shul right here. And it was a small, at the time, it was a very small job. It was to knock down four walls and put some sheetrock, change some, some lights, and, and basically that, that, that's what it was. It was like a few more other things, put like two bathrooms, and that was the, the construction. And I remember at the time, I called somebody that I know. I know him. And uh, he says, uh, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, good, good. Can, can we meet? What do you need? And I showed him, I need this, need that, need that. Tells me, Rabbi, honestly, you know my company. My company is one of the biggest construction sites out there. For this stuff, we pass this stuff. We're beyond this stuff. We knock down, we knock down houses, we build buildings. We used to do this. But after our company became so big, we don't have time for this, Rabbi. When I heard that, it, I got a sting. Why? I said to myself, you're building this building, you're building that building, you're building different condominiums and apartment buildings for other things. I'm giving you an opportunity to build for a shul, to build Hashem's house. So what are you looking at it? It's a small job. You're looking at it as a job? you got to look deeper. It's a small job, but for what building? For a building of the house of Hashem. And, and, and therefore, but what possessed him to say such a thing? In my mind, I'm thinking, he got so big. I have no time for this, Rabbi. I have big buildings to, to, to produce. I used to do this. I stopped doing this already. What does that show? That shows that the second a person goes a higher level, the, 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 the tasks that he can do, already, he, eh, it's not my thing anymore. It's not my zach. I don't do that. He became a CEO of a big company. Eh, it's too small for me this, to do this job. Aaron was the only one that was able to light the menorah, you know? He was the one that's the only one that's lighting the menorah every day of Aaron. Aaron's lighting the menorah. He could say, Abotai, I graduated my position. I'm the Kohen Gadol. I'm lighting the menorah every day. I have no time for everybody. Aaron did not say that. You know what Aaron did? Ohev Shalom, Rodev Shalom. He ran after making peace for others. What did he do? He went ahead. What's going on? Who's fighting? You guys have a mahalokit? Come, come, come. Let me make peace. Let me make peace with you guys. That's the way he did it. But he'll say something. What do you mean? I'm, I'm a haron. I'm lighting the menorah. What are you talking about? Yeah, you're right. That was before I was regular, regular Kohen, I was regular this, but now I'm Kohen Gadol, I'm lighting menorah every day. I can't do that, I can't, I, I can't get involved with your, with, your, with your petty, petty stuff no more. So what does she say? 
to tell you the praise of Aaron. What was the praise of Aaron? What was the praise of Aaron? <clears throat> that even though he got elevated in stature, he still didn't deviate from the small things. He didn't have arrogance to feel that now I cannot deal with this job because it's too small for me. I am this now. I can't deal with this now. You understand what I'm saying or no? It's a, it's a very good point. Because a lot of times a person will be successful and then I can't do that. But wait, wait. You're forgetting the point. You're doing... You, I'm giving you opportunity to, to build Hashem's house and He's saying, I don't do that because I build a buildings now? Like... I'm not judging anybody. And I don't, have any, I don't have any grudge against them at all. But I'm just thinking in my mind, whoa, just understand the task at hand. And even though you became who you became, but don't forget, don't forget, yeah, where you come from and, and everything is important. You know, we have a rule here. What's the rule? The more successful you become, the more humble you become. You know where I know this rule from? From Moshe Rabbeinu. How do I know from Moshe Rabbeinu? If you were to say who was the most successful person in the world, who would you say? Who would you say? One person that existed in this world, the most successful. You, you'll name a, a handful, right? The, but the most, the most, the most. I would say one of the most is Moshe Rabbeinu. If it wasn't for Moshe, we wouldn't have gotten the Torah right now. We got the Torah because Moshe, Hashem gave it to Moshe, of course. But Moshe Rabbeinu gave us the Torah. What greater zechut is there to give us the Torah than Moshe Rabbeinu giving us the Torah? So, who has the greatest zechut? Moshe Rabbeinu, in a sense, gave us Mezaken Rabim to the highest end. He was the most successful. Think about it. He went to Shammai 40 days and 40 nights. He comes back. What do you think his reaction is? When he comes back, what would your reaction be? Imagine you became the most popular person in the entire world. I imagine you became the new whatever it is. You're on talk, you're on this, you're on that, you're on media. Everybody knows who you are. Are you going to act differently now to the friends that you once had and say to yourself, listen, boys, I'm going on to the big leagues. Would you, would you not? It's a challenge. It's not easy. It's a challenge. The Torah is telling you, Aaron, even though he got such a stature, he didn't change from Aaron, being Aaron, being the humble Aaron. And that's why he was able to do the tasks of dealing with the people of the most shalom bayit. You might say, ah, I'm not going to get involved. No, he got involved. He got involved. Why? Because the higher he went, he understood, I'll be even more humble. And that's exactly the praise of Aaron. That's the praise we're saying. What did Aaron do? Ve'yasken. Aaron lit the mirror. What does it mean to lit the mirror? Lagitchim chosh Aaron shiloshina. To teach you that Aaron did something amazing that he didn't. He didn't change. He didn't change what? It didn't, he didn't change his own personality. That's what we're explaining over here. The praise of Aaron was he. He lit the mirror. He got the highest stature, and he didn't change his personality. He didn't change saying to himself, oh, I'm better than you because I have A, B, and C. Now I'm driving a Range Rover. So now, you know how it is. I'm very tall on the Range Rover. I have, uh, there's that. 
How you doing? You get what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not again, I'm not putting, so I'm not putting a, down any Range Rover. I'm just saying, you used to drive an old, an old, uh, an old uh, beat up, uh, I don't know, Chevy, some older beat up Chevy from the 90s. And now you started making some money. So you want to upgrade. You want to show people that you have money. You want to, eh, or you want to, you want to feel good. But you can't have ga'ava. You can't have ga'ava. You can't say, now I'm driving a better car, so I'm better than you. That you can't do. You want to drive a better car? Drive the best car. But when you're driving the best car, don't look at the guy in the red light next to you that he has a junkier car and look down on him. Don't go out of your car and look at somebody else and say, eh, this guy's not, not my level. No, no. You, even though you got elevated and you got, let's say, the higher, higher end, don't, put any, don't look down on anybody else. Aaron got to the top, but he lost Shina. He didn't have any arrogance. He didn't have any arrogance going forward from, from, the, from the position that he's in. Good? Is that clear? So far we have two answers, but I said A and B, A and B. Now we're on the final answer. Well, listen to this. And that is, when you're doing mitzvot, there's two things. One thing is to get used to the mitzvah. I'll give you an example. If let's say you take a guy keeping Shabbat. He doesn't keep Shabbat. Let's say. The guy doesn't keep Shabbat. So in the beginning, it's going to be hard for him. Oh, by the way, there's no open open light. Always open the lights. So you forget. Oh my God. It's hard. But as times go on, you get used to it that it became your lifestyle. It became your life. And it won't even, you won't even think, oh, uh, should I break Shabbat? Should I keep Shabbat or should I break Shabbat? You won't even think like that. Why won't you think like that? Because you're so used to it. It's like, I'll give you the best example. You ever go on Shabbat, you know what we say, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? By the tefillin, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> when you say those two words, when <laughs> You, 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 you hold your feeling chalyad if you want you can kiss it go like that sometimes the person is doing it every day for years Shabbat we don't wear tefillin automatically you'll see the guy going like this you ever happened to you? like this because he's so used to it he's so used to it you want to be used to doing mitzvot you want to get into a habit a habitual habit. Now, I'm going to continue speaking on this topic, so don't end it here. You've got to continue with this point. You have a habitual habit to do mitzvot. We have to get into the system where you get automatically used to. Automatic, automatic. Tefillin in the morning is automatic. Boom, boom, boom. Tzitzit, automatic. Bracha. Make a bracha, it becomes automatic. Everything's automatic. There's no such thing. Keeping kosher, automatic. The guy tells me, um, uh, I eat out. So I don't know what do you mean, eat out. What do you mean, I eat out? I eat out, but no meat. What do you eat out? I mean, you're having pizza outside on an Ocean Parkway bench, and that's eating. No, 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 Rabbi, no, no, you're not understanding. And I say I eat out, I mean the restaurant out, but just not a meat restaurant out. I don't even, you, you're so used to eating kosher 
that it doesn't even dawn upon you. I don't know what you mean eating I don't even know what it means. You get into that mode of habit, and it's a very good thing to get to. Where you're habitual in the mitzvah. However, there's one thing that I must add to this habitual mitzvah. But first, first thing is you have to understand is get in the habit of doing mitzvot. It's like, if you think about it, sometimes you want a person, get them to, to night learning. So, to get a person night learning, sometimes it might be hard. But if he does it one time, two times, three times, and he does it for a year straight, he does it for two years straight, he does it for three years straight, by the fourth year, it became part of his personality life. So, let's say you have a single guy, he's 19 years old, and he started coming to classes every single night. So even... When he gets married, at whatever age he's going to get married, and now he transitioned to a wife. So he has an excuse, Rabbi, I, I can't come. Why? Why? I'm eating dinner at home, my wife, I'm doing this. I'm... No, 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 no. You're so used to it, that even when you, you transition something in your life, I got to go night learning. You have another kid. You have six kids now, seven kids, eight kids. But you automatically train, I got to go night learning. It's shaharit in the morning. Shaharit in the morning. Sometimes a person, he needs to make minyan. What is he going to do? We have a guy now in minyan over here in the morning, by the way. He, they asked him, how don't you miss a minyan? You never ever miss. How is that possible? He said, because I know to break it, I have to go two, three months straight to break my sleeping habit. I broke it already. Now I know if I sleep in one time, I know my body. If I sleep in one time, I'll ruin my whole schedule, my whole routine. I'm not interested in that. So he never misses. He became part of his personality habitually. We can't miss. He physically can't miss. What do you mean? I cannot miss. It's like a lady. In the beginning, sni'ut might be difficult. I take a girl. She's not sni'ut. But it might be difficult. But after years go by, She's always wearing sneut. It became part of her personality, which is a very good thing. Which is a very good thing. And when we do mitzvot, that's what we're saying over here, that what? It should become of your personality. Now I want to tell you something. That being said, how it has become pers- part of your personality? By doing it what? Numerous amounts of time. By Aaron it says, the first time he did it, lo shina. Lo shina means he didn't have to do it a second time. Meaning, of course he did it a second time. But in order to make it part of his personality habitually, he did it one time, he loved Hashem so much, it became part of his nature already. You understand what's going on? I'll give you an example. If I tell you right now, right now, if I tell you elephant, zebra, do you have to think, uh, wait, What's a zebra? A zebra has four legs and it has a tail and it's white and it's black. Do you have to, did, you, did anybody in this room have to think that? Or they automatically, when I said zebra, automatically in your brain, you know it's black and white with a tail and four legs. Am I right? Which one? A or B? B. B. Same thing when it comes to Torah learning. There's a rabbi. He's in his 90s. I know this rabbi. He's in his 90s. At the end of his life, like he's basically 98, maybe 99. He's getting up there. So he forgot 
his birthday. He forgot, you know, he forgot certain things. But when you speak to him about Torah, and you ask him, oh, what's with this Gemara? Oh, Kiddushin, Daf Mem, I know this whole Sugiah, he starts rattling off the whole time. How do you do that? Become a, became person, part of his personality. It became part of him. It's not like, I'm here and Torah is there. I am Torah. So you know it so well. Boom. I know the whole thing. Boom. You understand what's going on? So us, we have to do it once, twice, three times to get it part of our, our make. Aaron, however, Aaron, however, wasn't like that at all. Aaron, even the first time he did it, it became part of his make. Why? Because he loved that Kadosh Baruch Hu so much. He says, Hashem, even if I do it the first time like this, I'm in. I'm in. But there's another thing that's very important that you need to know. And that is, even if it becomes part of you, you still have to have enthusiasm. You're going to put on your tefillin in the morning tomorrow. Now those tefillin I've been putting on since I was 13, not missing a day. So it's automatically. That's again, the first step is great. Get into the habit. There's a second step though. Be enthusiastic when you put it on. Go all out. Say, oh, I'm excited. I can't wait. Ah, I have a mitzvah in front of me. Hashem, I can't wait to put on these tefillin. That's the excitement you have to have. Wow. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. The, the mitzvah is in a different level entirely. The mitzvah, you put it up to the, to the max. It's like that lady that we said. Take a lady that wasn't seen at all. Now she's starting to become Sneut. I'll give you an example. One time, somebody was telling me a story about his, his cousin that she was wearing uh, jeans. Jeans, pants. And, uh, and as she was uh, uh, getting more modest, she said she, she, uh, she can't part away from these jeans, pants. So she, she cut it. She went to the tailor and she made a jean skirt out of it. And when she wore the first time, she says, I felt like the most amazing person in the world. Wow, I wore a skirt for Hashem. Now go ask her, 10 years later, how do you feel now when you wear your skirt? I'm used to it. No, 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 no. You got to be enthusiastic. She's got to be, ah! I can't wait to beat the Ud. I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I'm being the Ud. I'm loving life. The enthusiasm has to be part of the mitzvah. You understand? It's very important. And that's exactly what Aaron did. Aaron didn't just like the menorah. You know what it means to tell you the praise of Aaron? That he lit the menorah vayaskein to tell you the praise of Aaron that he didn't change? Well, what is that praise that he didn't change? Obviously, what is he going to change? He didn't change from the first enthusiastic light that he lit to the last light that he lit. Take Hanukkah. Take Hanukkah. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
the first day of Hanukkah. How excited everybody is by the candles. Everybody's so excited. And everybody's singing it. Go look by the seventh night what's happening. Eighth night what's happening. Alright, now let's go. Open up the lights already. Let's go. Finished. Okay. Dread, we pray dread every night. I don't know. Hanukkah, what? The, the coins? Aye. But I don't know. By Subganiyot, could be it's uh, different. Could be everybody's excited for Subganiyot no matter what day. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. By the eighth day, another Subganiyah. I can't look at the jelly donut no more. How many times is jelly donut? I hit the first night, second night, third night, fourth night, fifth night. What's going on over here? You understand what we're saying over here? What we're trying to bring out over here is that when you do the mitzvot, yes, get in the habit of doing the mitzvah, but at the same time, when you're in the habit of doing the mitzvah, don't forget to have the enthusiasm when you do actual mitzvah. And that's exactly how Aaron's teaching us. He did the mitzvah, and it became part of his make, and it became part of his personality. But even though he lit it a million times, a hundred thousand times. When he lit it the hundredth time, to him it was like lighting it the first time ever. Because when you do a mitzvah, you have to do it in that aspect, in that mode, in that mindset. Where this is the, this is the only mitzvah that I have left ever. Wow, how excited would you be? How excited would you be? This is my last mitzvah. I want to... So, the enthusiasm has to be that this mitzvah is going to excite me like till no end. And why is that? Very simple. Very simple. When you do any mitzvah, you're, you're literally, you're literally connecting with Hashem. That's what you're doing. What are you doing mitzvah? Hashem, you are the one who made us holy with mitzvot. So when you're doing the mitzvah, you're automatically connecting to Hashem. No matter what mitzvah you're doing, so you don't you don't want to feel so happy and with you such joy. Wow, you know your phone. You charge your phone a little bit or no? Every mitzvah you do, it's like you're charging. It's like you're going to the battery. You're charging to the source with Hashem. You're charging in neshama to Hashem. Boom. My neshama now. I'm doing the mitzvah. I'm plugging in to Hashem. I did the mitzvah. Good. Boom. I plugged in. So you're not going to be the happiest person? You're not going to be ecstatic with joy? Aaron is teaching us that lesson. Aaron is saying, Vayasken, you know what it means, Vayasken? What did Aaron do? Aaron lit the menorah every single time when he lit it. It was as if he was lighting it the first time. Sheloshina. He did not change his enthusiasm. And this Rabotai is a lesson that we have to do. When you're making bracha, we have to make the bracha. I saw somebody say, Shako. What'd you say? What'd you say? You have to sit there. Maruch, Ata. You know what it is to drink a water? You know, I have my neighbor. My neighbor just came out of a hour surgery about last week, two weeks ago. And the first thing he told me, literally the first thing he told me, I'm telling you, he tells me, appreciate the fact that you could drink a cup of water. I said, what are you talking about? He said, after the surgery, for two days, when I was drinking water, I had to have a straw, and every time it would come into my mouth, 
I couldn't even swallow it. You could drink water regularly, just drink it like regular, like this, and it just goes down regular, everything like that. I couldn't swallow, he said. I couldn't swallow the water. It was like in my mouth, it was trying to go down. I had to go like this. Oh my, my up, I had to look up in order for it to go down. So now the next time you make bracha on water, you're not going to You're going to appreciate the fact that HaKadosh Baruch is giving you the health to actually do that. Take sleep. Sleep. When you wake up in the morning, you say Modani, you say with Simcha, thank you Hashem, Modani, Lefanecha, Melech, Avigam, Shechazad, Abin, Ishmati, that you brought my back Meneshama. Did you? Did you? You know, some people, they don't walk. I had a friend who didn't wake up the next morning. I had two friends, I had three, three people that I know, my grade. They didn't wake up in the morning. They didn't wake up in the morning. The next morning, they did not go wake up. My friend's father also didn't... And you think, you wake up, first thing, let me see my phone, do I have any email, do I have any WhatsApp, do I have any text? Okay, good, good, good. What about the Modani? Were you, were you enthusiastic? Like, wake up, thank you Hashem, I got another day of life. You ever think like that? What about your eyes? You can see? You can see? There's a berakha that we have every morning. What's that berakha? Baruch Atah Hashem, Elokeinu Melech Olam. What do we say? Pokeach Ivrim. You ever have kavanah on that? You ever have kavanah on that? I know somebody, he's going, the, the doctor said, they're not sure how long is eye, eye vision going to last. It's true. He's crying and crying and crying all day. He doesn't know what to do. Young guy. Doesn't know what to do. You have your eye vision? How are you going to say that? Barakha, Porki Arabrim. No, 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 no. Where Oh, then he asked, Did I say that Barakha, Porki Arabrim? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I said, okay, fine, next. Yeah? Oh, appreciation of being enthusiastic when you sang the Barakha. At least the bracha. How long does it take to say a bracha? Tell me. For two seconds? Time it. Let's say, Shakol, Niyab. Two, two, literally, two and a half seconds. Time yourself. Imagine you go extra one second. Do three and a half seconds. But say with Kavanah. Wow, you know what? I can drink properly. Baruch, Atah, Shakol, Niyab. A little bit, an extra second and a half. You know what that does, that one second and a half? In Shammayim, you're, you're shaking the world. But what? We, everything is fast mode. Fast, fast, fast mode. Fast, 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 fast. If you look at it, you don't get in two seconds. Ah, shwaya, 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 shwaya. Shakul niyab dvaro. Take it upon yourself. But I, I'm going to conclude over here. But before I conclude, I want to go back because I, I think these are very important lessons. Let's go back just to review. Again, we start off with a question. What does it mean over here where Aaron did what he was told to light the menorah? And this was praiseworthy that Aaron did that. And he didn't change. Isn't that, isn't that obvious? Who would change? First answer we said, 
the halacha dictates that you stand up as you light. And he didn't deviate from that, even though he didn't need the stairs. He could have just lit it by itself. To show you whatever the halacha says, even though you don't need to do this, you don't want to be, do it because that's what the halacha says. And he fulfilled with all the hidurim, all the extra credits he did. Second thing we said, it didn't get to his head. Even though he became the Kohen Gadol, he still dealt with the people. He still dealt with every Shalom Bayit. He still dealt with any person having, having a problem in, 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 in peace, in fights, in business, and this and that. And the third thing we're learning of is, Shiloshina. He became used to doing it the first time he did it. He'd have to do it again to get used to it. But more importantly is, even though he did it hundreds of thousands of times, even the hundred thousand time, it felt as he was doing it the first time in his life. And that's what you have to do. When you do mitzvot, you have to be enthusiastic as if you did it the first time in your life. Do you remember the first time you put on your tefillin or no? I remember. It was a big thing. And I was like so happy. And then after, besides the first, after the first day, my first time in school, I remember I brought my tefillin, I was a little, uh, little, uh, my tefillin. My tefillin, I'm a big boy now, you know, I can't wait. And I put on with such kavanah. Now I get all, I did a fair And this is Adon's teaching us. The praise is, no matter what, be enthusiastic. A lady with the tzniut. Don't just wear tzniut. Be, wear tzniut with enthusiasm. Yes, I'm wearing tzniut. Like that lady, the first time she took a jeans skirt, putting the jeans pants, putting the skirt. Wow! And that's what we do every mitzvah, every bracha that we make. At least the next bracha that you make, just one. At least that, make with extra kavanah, appreciating Hashem with enthusiasm. Even though you made hundreds of millions of shakols in your, in your life, but once, say shakol, the next time you make shakol, Whenever it's going to be, extra second and a half with more kavanah, with more enthusiasm. Have a great day. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.